When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hello, and welcome to Hip Hop Save My Life Series 3. This is attempt three of doing these intros. I, I, I don't know why I insist on doing the intro. In fact, that we're pausing, we're holding the release of this episode while I do this intro, and I don't know why I insist on doing them, because I then start to do it and find it agonising. There's 20 seconds you can't get back. Anyway, we stopped doing Series 2 because we wanted to wait to get back into the studio. We started doing Series 3, and now we're in lockdown again. Um... I hope your preparation for lockdown two has been okay. Uh, we're back. We've got some great episodes in the can and we've got some great episodes uh, coming up ahead. Uh, and uh, if you want to know where I'm at, I wish I hadn't said in the can. We start off today with Koji Radical, someone who we've been a fan of for ages and we wanted talking about getting on the podcast for a long time. I think Koji Radical's amazing and everybody I recommend Koji Radical to always come back and say I can't believe I've not heard this guy before he's incredible if you haven't listened to his stuff before check it out now uh, listen to this episode first he goes into a lot of detail about his creative process about what he's been through to get to where he is now and he loves hip hop it's a great listen I think you'll love it I know you I don't know you'll love it uh, so that's it I hope you enjoy in terms of what we've been listening to uh, at uh, Hip Hop Saved My Life the new Busta Rhymes album uh, Extinction Level Event 2, uh, the promotion of which I found absolutely terrifying. All the videos with Buster Arms are in black and white. They, on the album, there's all these sort of weird apocalyptic crow noises and shit like that. It's terrifying to listen to ordinarily, let alone in the middle of a pandemic. And the other album I've been listening to is Dizzy Rascal's E3AF, um, which has just come out. It's, uh, it's great, man. It's really, really good. He's got loads of guest spots from like Getz and Kano. P Money's on there. Uh, Ocean Wisdom. The track Don't Be Done with Ocean Wisdom is unbelievable. Uh, so there you go. There's the other recommendation. Anyway, Hip Hop Saved My Life, Series 3. we got some great guests coming up for you. Enjoy. Peace out. Take care. Bye-bye. This is the Hip Hop Saved My Life podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Now sit back, because it's time for the podcast. Welcome to Hip Hop Saved My Life. It's, ex- it's an exciting day today. It is an exciting day. Because it's... this has been... This has been bubbling for a while, this yeah. this podcast, this particular episode. This grew out of a big Twitter beef. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I actually was sort of slightly nervous this was going to be a bit, you know, awkward after Rom- what Yeah, Romesh but... said he didn't want to do it in person. He was trying to push it to be a Zoom, <laughs> a Zoom thing to keep you distant. But we are, shots were fired. We are, we are joined by, I would say, one of the most, the, the biggest musical talents on the planet. There you go. It's Koji Radical. Hello, bo, 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 bo. 
streets were waiting and I'm here, baby. What's that's, up? That's a catchphrase, yeah. What's yeah. up? The streets have been waiting for this, Robert. Yeah. This first time for a couple of things. First time that Koji's on the podcast. First time that we've actually started this record early. Yeah. I that's mean good. that's well, what time is it meant to kick off? Five thirty. Oh wow! Yeah, no, we are. Twenty-five now. Flying. Yeah. I want. I want my extra nine minutes, though. No, you get. It's got to be an hour and nine minutes. No, of course. You get. I don't want. I don't want another fucking Twitter beef off the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the streets. I'll tell the streets you edited me. So explain it. Explain it for our listeners. So we got a tweet from. I can't remember the guy's name. I apologize. His name is the Streets now. Yeah. He's officially the Streets. But he tweeted. He's not the first person. But he is. Recently, he tweeted. What I'm wondering is when Hip Hop Saved My Life are going to get Koji Radical on. I mean, you quote, Koji quote tweeted that and did like, oh, I, nice. I would say, I would describe of the selection of emojis, sort of the cuntiest one. The, wa- <laughs> which the, is, the water pistol ah! one. Which is, which is the quizzical, you know, the, the quizzical, the quizzical one, wondering what's going that on. That one with the yeah. old uh, yeah. Yeah. hand yeah. on the chin. Yeah. Full smug. Yeah. Because I was like, this is what I'm saying. I could, I could say it. Mm. And that's like one of them things. But the people wanted it. Mm. You can't deny the people. I thought it was the streets, not the people. People are in the streets. They they protested in the streets and that's why I'm in here. Do you you, uh, respond to those kind of requests? Like if somebody says, can you come and play Wolverhampton? Would you then would you then try and make that happen? Do you know what? Yeah, I've done wild things like that in my lifetime. But at the same time, no. Because what is in Wolverhampton for me? But at the same time, I have played in Wolverhampton, I think. Right. No, I'm lying. That was Northampton. Okay. It was one of the Hamptons. How was uh, how was uh, Northampton to you? It was a very strange show. Right. Very, very strange what show. Um, it were, I you thought was... you were in Wolverhampton. I mean, that's the first <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, first of all, I thought I was in Wolverhampton. <laughs> you were at Wolverhampton! <laughs> Secondly, I was on a cricket court. It was a massive cricket place. Right. Thirdly... Hold on, hold on, hold on. So, the indoors... Outdoors. Outdoors on a cricket pitch. Yeah, so there's a big stage and it's like wow. almost like they set up a festival in a cricket pitch. Okay, was it just you? Was this part of a... No. Headline act. Right. Craig David. Nice. nice. Yeah. And I was featured on a song on one of the support acts. Okay. So I pulled up, come out in a holster, because I like to perform shirtless, just get to the point. Yeah, yeah. Me too, actually. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Came straight out, boom. <laughs> was just like, just doing my usual stuff. And then I took a moment to pause and it was like, it was a very different crowd to what I was used to. <laughs> Do you know that quickly? Yeah. Because yeah. in my head, I was in autopilot. So, I was so just like, hyped as well. Just come yeah. out and just was wilding and I was looking out like, yo, this is different. So when, you, when you're faced with that situation, do you think I'm going to try and win these guys? Or I'm going to try and make this a thing? Or well, do you think? I jumped into the crowd, right. standing on the fence and they was just holding on to me. Like I was, the brother that won, um, what's that show? Ah, uh, Love is Blind. The Apprentice. No, um, what's his name? Who, who wants Great, a Great British Selling Beef. <laughs> oh, uh, Say it, sing it again. <laughs> Lamar, Fame Academy. Lamar. Oh, Fame Academy. Yeah. Did he win Lamar. it? He did, yeah. did he win it? I think he did. He the did Fame Academy. Yeah. yeah. He loved Lamar. I don't know. I think he's runner up. Sorry to. You think, think he's runner up? I think yeah, there's that weird Scottish That's what I'm saying. Sometimes Sorry. you don't even like need David to be the bride. Yeah. Sometimes you could be the bridesmaid and get yeah. all the. That's yeah. what happened to me. I was running her up in the Amuse Moose. That's all you need. New act of the year 2010. Who was the winner? Rob Beckett. Oh, well, look at him. Fucking piece of shit. Where's that come now? <laughs> Yeesh. You know what I mean? Yeesh. So, how's life treating you, mate? Life is treating me. Um, as long as I'm alive, it's treating me. Mm. That's how I like to think. Um, 
it's been a year. It's been one of them years where mm. you just kind of got to see it through, honestly. Um, I don't know how to describe it. It's been one of the weirdest years of my life. Uh, how have you treated lockdown? Have you treated it as like a, 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 a period of time for you to get really creative and write stuff? Or have you just sort of tried to process what's going on? Or Do you know what I did at first? I did too much and then I narrowed it down. So like lockdown happened and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be John Legend by the end of this lockdown. Sure. And I bought a piano off Gears for Music. Um, yeah, real G them now. Yeah. <laughs> your white piano come true. Nice. Boom. What were your piano skills? What were your and, piano? Uh, prior. Yeah. Oof. Shocking. Right. Um, still shocking. Mm. But have you been, t- have you been, been I was, taught I was, or just I was on the YouTube banger. Oh, I was nice. on the banger. Yeah. I was on the banger. And then, I mean, people normally do that to find out how to replace a spark plug. And stuff. They don't do that for piano. That's quite a... I was, quite I was in there. Mm. I was trying to learn these Neo Soul chords. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to do all that. I can't do it. Is that the noise you're making to the piano? That's how every day I woke up. (laughs) (laughs) You had never plugged it in. Well, no, I unplugged it very quickly. Mm. It lasted about uh, three weeks of lockdown. Then it got stuffed in a corner because my self-recording equipment came. Right. And when that came... And I learned how to record myself because I, in my whole career, I'd never. If the if the producer left the room, I just sit there. Right. I couldn't record myself. Yeah. Had to learn. Once I learned, oh my god, it was over for everyone. Yeah. I tripled my worth in a fortnight. <laughs> I tell you. I tell you. I <laughs> phone up the producer just to let you know. Last time we worked together, that's the last time you'll ever see me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't need yeah. you anymore. The Koji you once knew, dead and gone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you have you enjoyed it in that way then? I mean, listen, it's obviously Honestly, it's a tragedy. Yeah, cetera, yeah, yeah. Apart from all the tragedies and the yeah. sadness and the movements and the anger and the frustrations, yeah. Um, as a time to find um, a state of balance, yeah. you can't really replace this time. Yeah. If you're if you're not in an unfortunate position, which in some way we all are, but like an extreme one way, you can't think past it. If you've got that kind of mental clarity, there's no other time like this mm. to really just reassess everything. So that's what I've been on, just patterning. I did a similar thing. I bought decks. You bought a deck? Decks to try and Plural. learn to mix. Mm. Where'd you get to? Well, that I took it, I bought, unwrapped it. Yeah. Uh, set it up. Yeah. Um, Lisa told me she didn't want them in the house, so I moved into the garage. <laughs> Is it why did, why is did it she want them in the house? Is it like she a... just, she, honestly, mate, I'm slightly getting moved out of my own fucking house. That's do you know what I mean? Happens. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So anyway, I'm just not good at it. Yes, you are. No, man. I'm not. I'm not. I tried a little bit because my, but genuinely, my ambition is. And listen, we'd love you to come along to one of these yeah. when uh, we're out of this. Mm-hmm. We're going to be doing mm. some more hip hop save my life live nights, and yeah, my want, ambition yeah. is to play out at one of them. Okay, sick. Last time was good. We had Yoda. We actually, the problem is we had Yoda, Jaguar skills, oh, people oh, who were actually fucking yes. amazing at it. Yeah, and so then, then you tried to follow all of them. Well, I didn't. No, I didn't. Okay. I didn't. I wasn't yeah, that the key stupid. is to open. Yeah. yeah. Pardon? Yeah. The key at the next one. Open when people are coming yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, when yeah, it's sort yeah, of yeah. empty. Yeah. Because then that way they can do the nice when they can come over and be like, hi, I love you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and then you can, any any bad mix, you can just hide with klaxon sounds. It's easy. That was great. Oh, there you go. That's what you'd play. Uh, so listen, Koji, I've got... To, so just yesterday, I was doing a, a corporate gig. Right. And there was a guy there who I was, who was with the company and we were chatting and he said to me, he's a massive hip-hop fan. He said, I, I'm into... Tri- I asked him to name who he was into. He said, I, like tri- I really like Tribe. 
He goes, of the new stuff, I like Kendrick, blah, blah, blah. He goes, but I'll be honest with you, I don't like a lot of new stuff, right? And I said to him, okay, I said, you, you've got to listen to Koji Radical. Mm. I said, check out Koji Radical, tell me what you think. I gave him my email address, right? Yeah. He messaged me today. Oh, you've got the email? <laughs> yeah. right, I've got to take my jacket off for this. <laughs> he goes, this is so good. You're absolutely right about Koji Radical, right up my street, properly love it. That's what I'm Thank talking you so about. Much. That's what I'm huh? talking about. Huh? This is what I'm huh? saying. This is Spreading what we love. Yeah. You just helped me recruit somebody else. I know, now. but this is the thing I want to ask you about. Do you feel like what you do gets the recognition it deserves? Because because I think when I, I, this is a genuine story, I was in a clothes shop and we started talking about you, mm -hmm. and this guy goes, he was frustrated on your behalf. I know. He just goes, he's just got to be. He, spoke, he should be a fucking. He should be fucking massive. I don't understand it. He's like, the, like, why the fuck doesn't everybody know? Who this, like, why isn't everybody listening to like? He was like genuinely that, pissed I love off. That. I used to get mad, and then I realized once I saw how it like people that support me and ride out for my thing, they get him. They they they're as frustrated as I was two years ago. Right now, mm. yeah. You know I mean, where I'm over it, they are they're fresh in that feeling of why is this guy not like a household name in one regard, but in a weird way, yeah. And this is one of them. This is one of them Koji lines. Mm. I am in every house. Because I've touched everything. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm in every house because somehow, like, with this short amount of time that I feel is a short time to be within music, mm. I've managed to work with, be around, influence, do you know what I'm saying? Be involved in, help create, help launch a lot of things that are in everybody's everyday. Mm. So whether they like it or not, I'm there already. Do you know what I'm saying? And I like where I like the fact that I'm already there. I've collected my bread. I'm eating well. I'm not hungry. I'm not broke no more. I can fly where I want to. I can eat what I want. I can make what I want. And no one can tell me not to make this rhythm because, oh yeah, you had a hit last week. You should do that again. Yeah. You can't tell me that because they're all hits, actually, right. in weird ways. They're all hits. So it's like if you're the if you're measuring the hit rate on the numerics and saying okay cool he hasn't sold or he hasn't streamed or he hasn't done this have <laughs> do you know what I'm saying like this is what this is, this is what like the other day I went to, they sent me the steps for Cashmere Tears right which is fucking yeah. incredible thank you thank you it's so good Emotional type, emotional like, emotion, emotion, ocean is colder at night. Disposable crime, I mean, you know what I'm like. Not the sociable type, less you pass in the light. You wanna leave us at Jesus, but baby, smoke what you like. I'm a brother with options and any flavor suffice. I need to make a divide. Crimson color, your wine, I take my run with the spice. I've been in love with your mind. I never seek on my feelings, came with a couple of. I mean, I tweeted about it to, a, I would say, an embarrassing yeah. amount. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you did. And that's when I think, that's when I was like, ah, oh, yeah. Rum's really, he's down for this, he's down for this. It's not a joke it's not a joke he's lidge but for example that project i dropped it in september and then i managed to get as far like i only did a few shows for it mainly on the american side and then covid happened yeah um so i didn't get a full year to even really run it through the, i was like head i was on a lot of festivals this year yeah and i was headlined yeah at a lot of festivals i would have been playing this album no Wow, I've made it L. I would have been playing this project, because it's not an album. <laughs> I would have been playing this project to people. We can edit that out. Yeah, yeah. I know, let it, because people get onto me they every need day. To know it's an album, up. it's an album. No, it's not, it's a project. <laughs> I would have been touring this project for the better half of this year, and a lot of people would have got to hear it. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Even still, 
even with that little setback. They sent me the stats for um, uh, how much the project had streamed in its entirety, across DSPs and all that kind of stuff. Because you got to remember, as artists, we don't get stats. So apart from Spotify and YouTube, we can't see nothing. Right. Like we can get told, we can ask for the like, okay, what did it do and this and that and the other. Yeah. But it's a bit of a long thing, isn't it? Like you, you don't really know. I found I'm done like 11 million streams. Fucking up. Like, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then people will still write out and be like, nah, it's not enough, coach. <laughs> I'm like, it's 11 million. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Like, and they're all rummish. Yeah, <laughs> it might be. <laughs> it might be. So, yeah, Even if it is, though, big up. Because yeah. whoever, if it's one person or it's a bunch of people, you might not help and drive the, the dream. Do you know what I'm saying? So you feel happy with where you're at? No. Okay. Because I can never be comfortable. Do you know what I'm saying? I can never get to a point where comfort is something I settle for. Right. And um and I'm always gonna want to do more. And I think Are you scared lovely, of being comfortable? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, man, I hate it. Mm. Because I didn't come into music to be comfy. I didn't wanna it's not like I didn't want to do music, but it wasn't the plan. Right. You get me? Like I weren't out here going, I'm gonna be the best rapper when I was five years old. Like, no way. No way. Absolutely not. Yeah. I want to be the best painter and artist. I want to be a cartoonist. I wanted to draw comic books when I was a kid. Really? 100%. Did you make any inroads into it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to uni for it. Mm. I went to uni, I did illustration and creative direction in London College of Fashion. Graduated, got a first and scrapped it. Why? Because in my final term, I had an idea. Who the fuck gets a first and then scraps it? (laughs) Get rid of that. Legends? Get rid of that. Clocked it. Clocked that game. Yeah, completed it. Completed that level. (laughs) Next one. (laughs) Bring in the real boss, life. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, get, do you know what I'm saying? Who gets gassed about beating Baby Bowser? Allow it, bro. Bring in the big dogs, life. Bring me that. So, 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 so I had an idea for music in my final term. Right. I remember taking it to my lecturers. I had one lecturer, Daniela, bigger up every single time she believed in, man. The rest of them, then they remember their names because they didn't. But they told me I was going to fail. And I said, ooh, I like them odds. So I went away and I made the project. I didn't have no musical experience. I was writing poetry. I was writing poems. Everyone knew me as the poet, 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 poet. And I had an idea for music. Whenever I made this project, it was called Dear Daisy. I've submitted it as my final major project. Finished uni and dropped it on SoundCloud. And then it blew up in like a little SoundCloud Tumblr-y kind of way. And then I was in the game. From there, it was all a learning curve because like, I didn't have to posture to be in rap. Do you get me? I didn't have to get a co-sign from this person and that person. I was just myself. Mm. People was kind of into it. But still relatively small in the idea of what my music career was going to be. So people heard Dear Daisy and they've been saying he should be a famous from then, from 2014, they've been saying that. Yeah. I'm like, well, I don't know a thing about music. Do you know what I'm saying? So I go away, I develop my mind a little bit more, my ideas, what I actually want to speak about. And then I come out with 23 Winters, which was, was a little, probably a little bit more politically charged than people expected coming off the back of Dear Daisy. Would it be selfish if I prayed for patience when the only time I do is when my soul feels vacant? See blues in the muddy water, sing my sorrows in the truth. Is a poem still a poem if it's self-centered? Find I write just to center myself. See the proof, one breath out for belief, another in begin to vent, preach peace. Take a couple nines to the 1%, oh I must be. I was given no other option Propped up to position by leaning on all my problems Hit a dialogue, know what they pay me as I'm human, don't we share the same species? If I must be the radical, don't shoot me for a retweet When you, when you, did, uh, when you did that project mm-hmm. 
Were you under any pressure? None. Whatsoever. Right. That's so you, why just, I, you just made what you wanted to make? I just made whatever I felt like. Because, and this is what I always say to artists. This time, when no one knows you, enjoy it. Yeah. yeah Do you know what I'm saying? That time where no one is bothering you for it and it's not all deadlines and all, like, stats and numerics this. Enjoy it. 23 winners at that time. I just had Dear Daisy. Dear Daisy had gate got me a, a certain level of local success in terms of if you if you if your vicinity gasses you up you're the man mm. you know what I'm saying that's the world yeah. in your head, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying so the people that was within my my follower vicinity was bigger man up so I felt like the man right. I felt like people was really waiting for something and I was there my shows were selling it was cool that's pressure though selling shows yeah well just people saying I like what you're doing or whatever then that immediately puts creative pressure on you because you think, do I do something completely different to the thing I did last time because I want to? Or do I think about trying to keep those people happy, you know? Is it a bonus or the goal? That's my question always. If it's if it's a bonus, sick, well done, thanks for liking it. Yeah. If it's the goal, then that sleepless nights worried about opinions of people I've never met in my life. Right. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? So, such a fucking healthy attitude. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Going from project to project, I could switch. Do you know what I'm saying? I yeah. could make a... Dear Daisy is about everything and nothing at the same time. The premise of Dear Daisy is based on a character called the gardener who lives in a place called The Place. And The Place is completely inhabited by flowers. And he has an emotional and physical relationship with all of these flowers simultaneously and equally. He believed in equal polyamory until one day a daisy grows in this place and that becomes the focus of his attention. And he doesn't care about the other flowers, he just cares about Daisy. But the other flowers have never made him question himself. Daisy did. So now... You're listening to his response to those questions. How do you feel about your mum and your dad's relationship? How do you feel about religion? How do you feel about mistakes you might have made in your past, etc., etc.? I've never found myself much of a party goer. She echoes compliments in my name, despite the fact I hardly know her accord, the colour yellow, whether sunshine or stain, who cares? Her petal shape in Leo's mane, or gust of gluttered leaves and such. Stuttered speech and awkward stares. She claims her feet are planted, but her roots seem to be hardly here. We long to find ourselves alone to delve deeper into common grounds. Two perfect strangers to music's loud. They watch her mouth, her speech is wayward. Body that was the idea. What should I do with it? Make a soundtrack. Sick, okay. That's the EP. That's out the way now. Put it out. People like it. Great. Wasn't thinking about them. Do you know what I'm saying? Now I'm in and I've seen the Babylon to a certain degree. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. This is crazy. And then, especially within black music, it's like... To find your sense of self within black music, it's like the sense of culture has to be at the forefront. So like, what is it? Are you, is it, is it Afrobeat? Is it grime? Is it this? Do you know what I'm saying? Is it um, reggaeton? Is it, do you get me? Whatever it is. Like, I'm, I'm a kid, so I'm, I say reggaeton because I remember Pitbull. Very clearly. Right, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, you had that sense of like, okay, cool. You have to be a thing. Yeah. My thing was, I didn't know what I was because I knew Ethnically, both parents of mine were Ghanaian. They right. came from Ghana, they migrated to England. But I grew up here. So a certain part of me still confused on the idea of like, what is black British? What is that? What is this? And then on top of it, I have a disconnect between the language. I don't speak tree. So 
I can't necessarily communicate as easily to my Ghanaian heritage as I'd like to. Mm. I started going to my dad's house a lot more and he would just rattle off stories. Every time I went there, he'd talk for two hours. Just, he doesn't need an incentive, nothing. He just start talking and he's talking about Ghana. But the passion in which he's talking about, I'd never seen from anyone close to me because there's nothing to be passionate about. We were just kids on the road. Mm. To see my dad speak about a place with that much passion, I kept thinking to myself, could I speak about London with that much passion? Do you know what I'm saying? Can I speak about cultural events that have happened in London with that much passion? Why is that? And then I realised, okay, cool. He must have been about 23 when he told me a specific story, which was about um, Kwame Nkrumah making Ghana independent um, and him reading out that speech and my dad being there around, he was about 23 around that time. And he's migrated to the UK at 23 and then began his life and et cetera, et cetera. Me now as a 23-year-old, I've come to now speak to you so your experience and your decision that you made when you were 23 have now shaped my life experiences up to the same age. And that's the exchange. That was my idea. Put it out. You either like it or you don't like it. Do you know what I'm saying? Because that was my are truth. You really, are you really? I mean, are you saying that for effect? Are you really? No. Mm. The only time I tell you I cared. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you the truth. Yeah. Certain times I cared. I cared a lot in, in God's body. Right. Cared a hell of a lot on in God's body. But the problem is, at the time... Because what? What was, di- what was different about it? I was battling a lot of things, but I think mainly I was battling myself. Mm. But when I say I was battling a lot of things, I don't, I've never really, I don't really chat about my, 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 people don't really know how I got into this thing or where the different lanes or curveballs my career's faced. Yeah. But um, at the time I felt like what I thought my team was or the people around me, my friends, um, like people I considered family and all that kind of stuff. It was around that time I was really questioning why they was even involved. Do you know what I'm saying? Was it a case of genuinely believed the man from the beginning? He was ready to ride out and see what this becomes? Or was was there a point where all of this was lit for all of us? Do you know what I'm saying? So the mobile nominations and the the magazines and all that stuff, we, we, we was from the ends, we ain't seen this before. So now it's lit for everyone. So is it a case now that we've seen and tasted that, is that what you're in it for? Or is it me? Because at the same time, around that time, I was going through a lot of stuff with my mental health. Right. And it felt like nobody cared, do you know what I'm saying? Because I wasn't fulfilling the version of Koji that they needed me to be. So hold so, on. So you're struggling, you were struggling mental health-wise. Yeah. How did that manifest itself? With How were you different to the people around you then? What were they saying that they... I think where is, where is like... With 23 winners, yeah. I had made such a, a, a political sense of self apparent to the public, um, which for me is me. It's a part of my personality. Anyone that speaks to me for more than 10 minutes knows that I'm clued up. I know what I'm talking about. But at the same time, like I'm not the militant black guy. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? You're not going to paint me as the angry <laughs> black man and the sh- shove me out there. Do you know what I mean? Just to be on, on every like news night and quiz night. Nah, brother, that's not me. Like You get me? So... <laughs> Now where I want to talk about living, like I want to talk about traveling and, right. and, and girl and, and life and love and, and sexuality and, and, and freedom and everything. Do you get me? And everything. Nah, man, it's too, too accessible. Right, right. That was the word I heard a lot from my friends. Too accessible? Too accessible. They wanted me to be like, like one of the mysterious dons that like right. tweets every two years. Sure. And like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> And like doesn't have no like a, sense of self. So I couldn't be a public person. I, t- I couldn't show my personality or be myself 
without it being like, mm, I'm not sure you should have shown that. Right. I'm getting questions on, you get me, on my personality. So as I'm making that project, I'm making it almost as a spiritual rebellion. That's like a lot of, see that monologue I wrote in the middle and I got Michaela to write, read out. That's me. I wrote that. Yeah. I got Michaela to read it because I just needed to hear it in the voice of what I saw as something bigger than me speaking to me and I always imagine God's voice as a woman do you know what I'm saying so I was like alright cool like let me humanise God for a little second don't come for me people but like do you know what I mean and see if that and have that kind of rapport and that conversation that's what that project was centred around I built my ideals on standards standards I learned as an infant and then I imagined my own like most curious teenagers now I watched my peers walk a path far different to mine and I grew more confident with my own solitude. Politics, love, manhood and sexuality I discovered like a blind lamb in the hands of an unfamiliar shepherd. All of that was just like, it was just a mental and emotional rebellion from everything I was surrounded by. Problem is, as I'm putting it out, that's what everyone takes off. Right. So now I'm on my own trying to push this project, trying to figure out all this stuff. But then on top of it, I'm on my own in a sense where I ain't even got a manager at this point. So I'm walking into rooms that I've been in before that I was letting other people handle for me and I'm realising my paperwork's off. My money ain't straight. Do you get me? And the, and the actual technicals of the business side weren't all the way there. Do you know what I'm saying? So like, I'll rap certain lines where I talk about like, yeah, like man's been down or like I had debt. So there were certain things I had to get me and sort out and like I speak about it in a way that's like alright youngster like all the chains is nice but you know what I mean where did that come from do you know what I'm saying but it was a lot man it was a lot In God's Body was one of the, still a project I don't, like people reference it all the time they'll say yeah. to me oh, I love this tune I love that tune can't hear it can't listen to it really yeah I ain't heard it in ages wow I do think that that is a, I mean this is not on the same level as what you're talking about mm. but when I, I remember doing a gig, right? So I'd started doing stand up, and, and all your mates get so excited about, oh, like Rom's going for comedy, you know, like all my friends were like really excited and blah, blah. And then I remember a guy coming to see me, and I was trying out new shit to go to Edinburgh with, right? Uh, to the festival. And he came up to me and he, like, he, he, he said, can I, have a, can, I have a, can I have a chat with you? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, what are you doing, man? Wow. And I go, what? He goes, what's this stuff you're doing now? He goes, like, I prefer, like, he goes, you used to not give a shit. Like, yeah, you just yeah, like, yeah. you talk about whatever you want to talk about. And blah. and he had this, this uh, really crystal clear image of what he thought I should mm. be doing. <laughs> and it was almost like I was betraying him. You know, like he was sort yeah. of like, I don't know why you're doing this. Like, yeah. well, why are you doing this? You used to not give a shit. And like, I can't, you know, I don't know why you, you know. That's, that's that the jarring the... thing, though, isn't it, about this whole this whole game, though, isn't it? Is it's the people that support you that feel like they they're making you. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? It's not like you're making something for them to appreciate. They made you by even caring about you, so you have to do what they say. Did that stay with you? Do you think? Did it have a, like a longer impact or whatever? Uh, that moment. I don't. You you, you sort of think it doesn't, mm. but then. You know, I used to, I, yeah, mm. I, I, you do sort of think to yourself, oh, fuck. Mm. Like, is everything <laughs> yeah. I'm doing now shit? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, that, that's yeah. the kind of the fear that you have. But I think what you're saying is actually true. I don't, I don't have that level of clarity about it that you do, which is you do what your instincts tell you to do. Mm. And then everything else, you can't, you can't be held accountable for everything else. It's like you Literally. put out what you put out and then just see what happens. Right? Literally. 
one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. When I made Cashmere Tears, I made it so quickly because it was like an emancipation. I was just free. Right. I was just free, but I made that in 19 days. Really? And I'm hot. They said they did it, but we know they didn't. I can't wait to show all my niggas we in pole position. Polarize the code and ice, my niggas know the mission. Poltergeist just means we whip into your spirit missing. I had to go, they see loneliness in my disposition. I wonder why new niggas seem to fit my old description. I wonder why they couldn't curse, I figured y'all was blessing. I wonder why they talk about it, never hold the weapon, hold the message. Call your leader, tell him I need answers. Tell him I need every piece of gold that came from Ghana. Just another cold vein searching for the just another no name blessed to be the martyr I'm the man now so where did that is that just how it came out or you thought I want to get that's how it came out it was me Swindle KZQ Sakari was about Amaray Maverick Sabre we had hella musicians big up Neil Waters um patterned it we went to Kent went by a lake place called the Doghouse, and like chefed it up man and when you were doing it were you aware at the t- were you at the time thinking this is a purple patch or you know this is this is great stuff or were you I was I think as we was making it we went out we went away from the city we didn't really have reception or like we weren't really tapped into like what was going on in the world and like every song came from conversation right. which is probably why it came out so quick because like was that from scratch from the beginning like, the, oh, imagine this like, like, imagine, the, imagine the joke there's maybe like two songs that mm. weren't from that camp yeah. Cashmere Tears was one of them it wasn't on the project right. the project wasn't called Cashmere Tears and Cashmere Tears the song was not on there it was called Numbers oh really it was called Numbers because essentially what I was gonna, I, at the time I think I was having a bit of a runaway success streak with songs I just named after numbers <laughs> you know what I mean so like so I had good. 97 I had 25 I had 2020 I was just like yo 11 at the time I think we had 11 written yeah, yeah. I was like yo I'm killing this yeah. like, you know I'm mean? the numbers guy I'm so the numbers you, guy you cracked it do you know what I'm saying and Swindle had this whole thing where it was like oh like all the records back in the day they used to call them numbers that like, I played that number and like mm. it was it was a song or whatever so we was we was riding off that vibe, and we had a few other tunes on there. We even had songs that didn't make it within that 19 days. And um, Cashmere Tears, the song, was a song I had made with Swin maybe two months, three months before the camp. And um, in the camp, I also bought two of my brethren. One of my boys called Ajiro, one of my boys called Craig. And Craig was the one <laughs> that we, every other day in the camp we would listen to the project in its entirety as far as we had made it and we had it on a whiteboard where it was like okay this track one this track two so we knew what order they was coming in and where we wanted to carry people and there was a couple of days where we had placeholder songs 
And it was number. I remember number five was always a trigger point for average. Sparked an hour-long debate on what tune should be number five. It's went on for days, and I remember Craig just come in one day and was just like, "He don't make music, by the way. Mm. Craig is my my guy from ends. You know what I'm saying? He used to help me in the beginning when I was just doing poetry. Um, so I like having him around. He come in, and he was like, you know, it's casual you know. And he goes, what do you mean? He goes, nah, it's, it's casual That's the rhythm, like. That's the rhythm. That's a rhythm. Do you know what I'm saying? That's a song. That's a record. Like, and so he's like, okay, cool. It's Gazmet here. So we throw it in at number five. We listen to the whole project, and it was like, like that instant. And then at the end, we was like, oh, we can't call it numbers no more because there was other tunes that just didn't have the number. Like after that, we just scrapped the whole numbers thing. <laughs> and, then, and um, and what was crazy is I was working on a. <laughs> I sound like the most random guy. Listen, all serious stuff. I was working on a perfume line that I was going to call Cashmere Tears. It's a good name for perfume. Exactly. Mm. And I was like, ah, oh, what's the likelihood of me getting this perfume done, though? Yeah. What was uh, it? Describe the smell, the essence. Um, oh. I, I really found it uncomfortable the way you said essence. Though. I've got to be honest I know I went it. like that with my family. Yeah, it was really <laughs> horrible. The best way to describe it is if you've ever smelled Florentine by Comme des Garçons, imagine that with a bit more sandalwood. Right. <laughs> so you just add in sandalwood. I'll put it in my, just, it in my yeah. mind. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Just throw some sandalwood in and add a number on it. Like five. so, you were yeah. genuinely thinking, I don't want to put this. I don't want to put this name onto this project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was gonna make perfume, mm. <laughs> and I wasn't gonna put the song on there either. Because <laughs> so, I was gonna make. Was that, was that was that a lengthy was that, was that a lengthy debate where you were trying to like within yourself? Oh or? yeah, there was hella yeah. debates. There's a song on on Cashmere Tears called Sugar which is probably the shortest debate ever. And I have to salute Amma Ray, baddest. She's the best coming out of Ghana. She's going to be a star. She, she is a star. She's going to be the next big thing. She's the best thing since sliced bread. Remember I told you. But we pulled up to the camp now and we've been there for maybe 30 minutes chatting. It was like, ah, let's just, let's just go. Swindle's digging through his little pack now of little things he's got and he plays the beat for Sugar. Thinking, yeah, this is crazy. Then I'm, I'm, I've come now. This day one at the camp, so I've come thinking, oh, my day is off. I'm listening to all my favorite rap albums. I'm like, I'm gonna come here and rap. <laughs> so the beats playing. I'm in the corner rapping, and I come back over to Amare after about 30 minutes of just rap. Bear in mind, I'm barring in my head. That's how gassed I am. Right. I'm even writing this down. Come to know now, I'm like, start rapping the bars. Man. Yeah. Lyrical, miracle, spiritual. Hit you with the umbilical, with the uh, uh, yeah, yeah. She's like, mm hmm. <laughs> and I goes, I was like, she may not hear me, I reload it. <laughs> miracle, spiritual, lyrical. Uh, uh, one, two, with the uh, yeah, yeah. She's like, mm, that ain't it. It's wow. like, like, literally just look me dead in the eyes. That ain't it. She said you need a bit of sandalwood in it. Nah, she didn't even say, there was no suggestion, I promise you, she just got up. That is a very difficult thing for her to mm. do, isn't it? Ah, because it diff- sounds like you were feeling yourself. Yeah, right? yeah. I was, and she could see it. And right. she was like, that ain't it, and she's gone into the booth, and she's more or less freestyled the hook. 
Yeah. I just hear the scene. She just freestyled it, like literally holding like a green tea, still in her do rag and a and a and her flip flops, just cool as anything. Of the sexiest shit I've heard. Like I'm like, yo, like yo, she's like, yeah, this one's for the. She in her words, she said, yeah, this one's for the bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go back in and freestyle both verses on sugar. Because if I wrote it that like if I wrote it down was trying to be lit, I would have missed the mark on that tune. So we had people in the camp that was real like that I call them like marksmen. They know like if they say something, it's not wasted conversation or advice or agenda based. It's like this is what makes a great record. The challenge was actually finding melody. There's a lot more singing on Cashmere Tears than any of my other projects. Yeah. Which is why I said before, I'm a hard person to talk hip hop with, yeah. especially when it comes to my favorite hip hop album. Right. So what's the, what's the, what's your relationship to hip hop then? Because I realized today when I sat down, I was like, Ugh. well, I hate that question. It's <laughs> your favorite hip hop album. Yeah. Ugh. We Who ask knows? it every. We yeah. ask every guest. Who knows? Even like we've annoyed so every guest that's coming. I had to podcast. give five. Yeah. But in the process of giving the five, I was like. Wait, is this That's a hip hop album? This one. No, I just uh, kept right, saying, right. is this a hip hop album? <laughs> and I, they're all hip hop artists. Yeah. But it's always the project where they've decided, I'm just going to do something else. Yeah, yeah. That's my favorite one always. Right. So, like, Andre 3000 doing The Love Below, mm. favorite album ever. I got an eye out for shit that cries out passionately. Who do things backwardly, forwardly, horizontally? I'm too young to be settling down. Quick to change my mind tomorrow. So now can I borrow your timid torso? More so than your soul. And it's me, gotta be how I roll. Fuck the rhythm, tuck the rhythm. Under your bosom, you're the prism. Charlottism was the first. Let's rehearse. Making a baby, putting your order. I want a baby daughter. Dance on the tip of my tongue. Check the clouds and truth. There's no more wetness in them. Tell your homegirls that you will send them a postcard from 3000 Hard. The guy called Chaos, he comes from Canada. Yeah. He did an album called Atlantis, Hymns for the Disco. It's like hip hoppy disco tunes. Wait, love that. Yeah. We ice cold, rap Siberian North Pole. This ain't rock and roll, cause the rapper's in control. I'm like a blacksmith forging the mic in the gold. The game gets old, when the game gets sold, I spend a lot of time. Perusing the tea dot, maybe your beats hot, but syllables weaked out. Many men turn to mice when searching for cheese ox. Pick up these guitars, that negative heat dots now. I'm like a what regular. Was, what were some of the other ones? Um, uh, Skepta, Skepta. Interesting thing about Skepta, I had Skepta blacklisted, yeah. but for the same principle. Even though what I just mentioned is almost like hip hop artists deciding that they want to do R&B and make really wavy musical projects that are like really textured and visceral. Skepta's gone, oh, you lot don't like me, well, fuck you too then. Here's, a, here's, here's 10 tunes, but ah, I don't fucking like you either. <laughs> 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 do you know what I mean? Hold that. Do you know what I'm saying? Left nut, right nut. <laughs> That's blacklisted. Yeah. Ugh, that that project changed my life. I've been keeping my ear to the streets. The UK run out of ideas. Everybody doing covers of American beats. If it's not the ace hood hustle hard flow, then it all sounds like Rick Ross to me. This is the shit I'm supposed to respect. Fuck that nigga. SMD. P-A-U-S to the E. Don't know who you're pretending to be. I don't care what gun you bang. I don't care what drug you sell. Fuck you, man. Because I got a manager, a DJ, seven MCs, and five producers on my label. So before you start eating food in the game, better bring something to the table. Too many men coming again. It was a time where everybody really wanted to be American. Right. And he said, You all look stupid. And I had to stand there in the mirror and go, Dude, <laughs> fix it. And that's what I did. So, 
you, you do you not like you don't like albums where they're doing what they normally do then is that what you're I saying I do I do but normally when they're doing what they normally do there's some duds in it really yeah yeah there's not a lot of people with like a super pure taste level when it comes to that making their own albums mm. because maybe it's not to my taste right. like, don't you hate when you're really enjoying an album and then there's that song where you're just like mm, yeah know why you did that wish you did it but I know why you did it I hate that yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. With a passion. And that will instantly make me go, oh, that album's all right. Right, so that turns you off the whole album. <laughs> yeah. Because mm. I need to be able to run it from top to bottom. You know what I'm saying? So if I can't run it from top to bottom, there's albums I can run from top to bottom that I know ain't my favorite album. A lot of Kanye's albums fall into that category. Yeah. I can run a lot of Kanye albums top to bottom, but I know they ain't my favorite album. Right. He just puts them together really well. But you put out singles. Mm hmm. How, but the the way you're talking, you think of a project as a as a whole thing. You're not doing a lead single type of thing. Do you know? What so how do you decide? Yeah. How do you decide how to do that then? Imagine, imagine when Cashmere Tears, the the project, I had, I was sitting on four million streams on Spotify alone with Water, sitting there. That's there. Got that. Nah, that can't go on the project. Nah. <laughs> Why? Cause just been an actual single people mm. love it it's gonna drive traffic to the project that's the problem though they've heard it they love it mm. <laughs> so really so that it. means the rest of the project will suffer as a result of that is that yeah. what you're saying so get rid of it right 97 that's i mean that is that's yeah. a hell of a shout 100 like i could be i could be like eight million plus more streams up on the statistics for cashmere tears if i just put water in it mm. nah I want my little water plaque separate. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If that's going to give me one of them little shiny things, I need that separate. Mm. 97, again, another tune sitting there with a the bag of streams. Nah, man. People, they moshed to that already. There's no other version. Like, I'm not going to make them re-mosh to it. If I play that, it's long. I don't need to put it on the project because it gets rinsed. Right. I don't like rinsing my own music. Do you know what I'm saying? So when it comes to making my projects, I find it really hard to pick lead singles right there was that if anything the biggest arguments on Cashmere Tears came from what songs became singles because mm. I wanted all the weird ones to be singles right super weird I didn't want Cashmere Tears to be a single so who's asking you to who, who are you arguing with when you talk about <sighs> could be anyone could be could be my producers could be the label could be managers could be my sister right <laughs> could be Emma Ray. yeah uh but you, have, I assume you have power of veto. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But then at the same time, I'm I, in music. I'm always. I feel like I'm forced to understand that I'm not always going to be right. Right. Because um, I wouldn't have gone with can't go back first, but by going with can't go back first, it allowed me to have the conversation that the project's truly about, which is a lot to do with sense of self and mental health and and the different journeys you go on that can kind of start to affect those things. Um, I wouldn't be able to have such an honest dialogue about mental health and depression if mm. I didn't lead with that yeah. song. Frequent flyer miles, got my demons playing catch up. Only nigga in first class, do rag matching my leather. Pride matching my get up, ACW, my sweater. Then in my pet together, black owned, I spend it better than most. A lion don't leave the jungle by choice. And when it was time to speak up, you was losing your voice. Proving your noise only came from empty barrels. Annoys me if I'm honest. So many did it for clout until they got it. Can we be honest? If really you're honest. if you're making so much music mm. as you are doing, the way that you put out music is not the way most people put out music. If you're as prolific as as that, 
actually you could if you wanted just to put out shit and that's what most people do is it's more disposable now you put you put stuff out all the time how come you choose not to do that or you don't take that approach this is why I tell people I'm already in your household I songwrite right right if I'm not using it someone else can yeah yeah do you know what I'm saying like that's why I said before, like I tripled my worth when I learned how to record myself. Yeah. Because now I could just write songs because I could write songs mm. and then give that to the publishers or my, my management or whoever. I, sometimes I don't even go through to my publisher or my management. Sometimes I just hit up my bridge and I say, I just wrote a banger. Do you want it? Do you know what I'm saying? And, like, <laughs> and they'll take it and they'll put it out and they'll cut the record. And it's gone out and I'm not the type of person that I don't get that. I don't, I, I don't want no one to bother me. You get me? Yeah. <laughs> That's my fear. I'm almost, I'm almost fearful of getting too big because I don't want people to bother me while I'm just getting on with it. So you want to be left alone? I want to be left alone. Mm. So I don't need the gratification of saying I wrote this and I wrote that and I wrote this and I wrote that. But people hear me every year. Right. And do you get the same satisfaction of something you wrote going big or doing well or being yeah, as if you performed it yourself? 100%. Because there's certain tunes that like, I'll never be able to perform and will never have the life that they would. Right, like, right. And then on top of it, it's like, like for example, the best tune for that example is a song called Simmer by Mahalia. Mahalia busts me completely. Like, I always say like, of all the rappers that I've rapped with, well done, pat on the back. You're hard, didn't it? My man rates you, my man rates you. But that didn't bring me no form of success that was now tangible in a sense where it's like yo this is a big jump from where I was Mahalia gave me that you right. know what I'm saying Mahalia gave me that push Michaela Cole gave me that push you <laughs> know what I'm saying like um, Shay Universe gave me that push uh, Shola Amma gave me that push like all the, the the strong black women that I'd worked with were the people that actually helped my career each time get to a new point so now where I'm in the studio with me we know each other and I could write a song now that's outside of me and write this song called Simmer based on things that we've spoken about and understand when that now comes out and that becomes one of her best performing commercial tracks mm. and now starts to let her enter chart positions and things like that hey I'm gassed for my brethren yeah you know what I'm saying yo we're winning <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? and secondly I'm gassed for the tune because if I put it out I know it ain't getting that yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I know it ain't. So it don't bother me. Do you get me? Because people want, it's like people want this thing where everybody hells you up. But like everybody does. Yeah. <laughs> Whether they like it or not, they do hell me up. Considering uh, you talk about struggles with mental health, mm. you've. I like, feel all right today. Caught me on the good Yeah, but how, you're, but how you're talking, your attitude to things. Mm are all consistent with somebody who's got that shit sorted out. And I know, obviously, I know we all present in a certain way and people are dealing with demons that you don't know about and whatever. Is that is that, is that how you've always been or is that a result of you working on stuff and yeah, getting yeah, to that yeah. point? I've been, I've been doing some real positive work on my mental. So if it sounds that way, I'm happy, proud right. of myself because um, it is work. Do you know what I'm saying? It is, it is a process. It is a step-by-step thing where you actually learn to look at the things that do bring you a sense of joy um, and then accept what content is. Do you know what I'm saying? So, like, before I think where I was going wrong, and this is just personal for me, I don't, 
I'm not a mental health guru, but I felt like I was going wrong is that I tried to live on both sides of the spectrum too too much. Right. So it was either I was trying to live in happiness or I was trying to live in sadness. But I had to actually understand over time that both of them aren't permanent emotions. They're a result of an extreme on either side of like the little seesaw. Do you know what I'm saying? If you get too close to one side, you're happy. If you get too close to the other side, mm. you're sad. But that's the tip up and down. The middle is where you want to be and the middle is being content. To be content, you have to look at everything you have and everything that kind of brings you this sense of fulfillment, even if it's small. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, silly things, like, boom, I put, like, if I make toast, like a bagel, like, boom, butter, jam, peanut butter, mm. slap that on top and just take a bite out of it. Content. Right. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I can keep it pushing. You now get me yeah. scaled that up to now saying, all right, cool, like, like today, bro, Bro, I signed for big money today, bro. Do you know what I'm saying? I yeah. made I've I've made bags today, bro. I've <laughs> I'm up today, bro. <laughs> do you get me? But then, do you know, I'm not happy about the peas. What I'm happy about is that within that that me getting my <laughs> you know I'm saying, I also managed to <laughs> you get me? I also managed to negotiate it. So cuz you know the music business is all Babylon. Man went, walked in there and spoke to them real direct. We know what the business is. We're working on the rights and the masters for the next 18 years. After 18 years, it's a cutoff point. You man don't have nothing for me no more because that goes to my son. Right. That's what gasses me. Do you see right, what I'm right, saying? Right, right, yeah. Like, bread's cool. I'm going to spend that and buy a yard and keep it pushing. Do you know what I'm saying? Didn't have bills to pay. That don't excite me. But the idea of actually creating value with what I'm doing and then being able to leave that on and create a legacy, that's a new stent of being content. So... Now it don't matter for me. Do you know what I'm saying? In a sense where it's like, okay, cool. Like, I could have a hit tomorrow. Mm. It could be my hit or someone else's hit. But I won, innit? Do you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. tomorrow's coming. Like, otherwise, I would have lost already. There's a uh, lot of people that came up around my time that didn't make it still. So before you come on the podcast, we sent the questions out, one mm. of which was the one, the horrible one about favourite hip-hop album. Mm, mm. The other one was, what are your problems with hip-hop? Mm. And you said... It got infiltrated too quickly. Mm. Yeah. So what do you mean by that? The Babylon's been working from the beginning, isn't it? Like, if you go back and watch, like, the NWA documentaries or films, Babylon's there. Do you know what I'm saying? Go check TLC. The Babylon's there. Do you see what I'm saying? The Babylon is everywhere. Yeah. It happened from the very beginning of time. Even before we had hip-hop, the Soul Brothers was getting bumped. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? The, the Blues Brothers was getting bumped. Just let them man have it, innit, really? Just let all these pagans have it, have the power because they've got the bread. And then we started making decisions for music that didn't help music, in my opinion, because it, it created a, a sense of normalcy that is really quite mediocre. Right. But easy to churn out. Do you know what I'm saying? Everybody loves a pair of Primark jogger bones. Yeah. It's quick, it's easy, it's cheap. That's what half of this music is. <laughs> do you know what I'm so do you, you think that's what happened to hip-hop? Yeah, of course, man. So you would have rather seen it be in the hands of the people that make it for longer and yeah. the quality be better as a result. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what's even scarier, though? You know what's even scarier is that sometimes we can have it, do you know what I'm saying? And, and bad business can still be done. It's up to the people, isn't it? Do you know what I'm saying? That's, mm. why, that's why whenever I speak about the Babylon, I don't make it a race thing. The Babylon's the Babylon, isn't it? If you've yeah. got Babylon in your heart, you're Babylon, isn't it? <laughs> You hear about it all day, like even what Birdman and, and Baby, yeah. Birdman, no, not Birdman, they're the same person. Birdman and Wayne, yeah. 
was beefing over checks. And that they was lips him at one yeah. point. Do you see what I'm saying? Like a man that you would let kiss you on your mouth is bumping you out your check. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's the Babylon. Do you see what I'm saying? Like the Babylon could be anyone that's around you that's got evil eye. It's right. not really there for you to win. And it got infiltrated with a bunch of evil eye motherfuckers from early. You hear that, Rupert? I've taken note. Mm. Take that one in. Mm. Uh, uh, what are you listening to at the moment? Boy. You know what I said on the, I know what I said on the thing. I said I've been listening to a lot of UK alternate hip hop. Yeah, how come? Because I'm trying to figure out if it's even a genre. Like, like who? Nah, that's bad, man. <laughs> yeah, you can't start that with like who you'd be like why why is it not a genre yeah, why, why is it not why is it possibly not a genre do you know what it is right now it feels like um, a playpen for the special kids yeah right because when I think of a genre there's common threads that define a genre right grime I've got 140 and black tracksuits yeah you see what I'm saying yeah, yeah. rock and roll we got Guitars and I don't know, biting heads of pigeons. Yeah, sure. Polka music. We got whatever goes with that. I don't know. When you said polka music, I thought there's no fucking way. (laughs) Absolutely no way it's gonna be able to do this. I'm saying, but like whatever it is, like country music, we got cowboy boots and 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 cowboy hats. Hats. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And and right wing ideologies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But with alternate hip hop. Yeah. It's no common thread. It's right. the other thing. And then Get said something to me that blew my mind. He said, we're taking money out of our own pockets by making the industry and the scene that we all belong to by right and definition, making it smaller by creating all these subcategories because nobody wants to be friends with each other. Everybody wants to be, you men are over there, you men yeah, over yeah. there, you men are over there. So instead of everybody just eating off one genre doing amazingly, Split up, split up, split up, where actually men that are producing great music now get put into an alternate category because yeah, yeah. the music's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. the only common thread I could find between the tunes is that these are all six songs. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then also the other thing is people like labels. Mm. They like to go, I'm a hip hop fan or mm. I listen to alt hip hop or I listen to rock or whatever. So if something's in a different category mm. to what you listen to, you're less likely to go and check it out. Who right? who would you put into an alternate UK hip hop category? I've got. I mean, I've, I'll be honest. I've got no idea. People would put. And I say people because just give them an invisible face. Sure. The egg. The egg on Twitter hmm. would say Sims. Little Sims is in an alternate hip hop category. They would say Slow Ties in an alternate hip hop category. Yeah. They would say um, Lol Kana is in an alternate hip hop category. They would say I was in an alternate hip hop category. They would say um, Sam Wise was in an alternate category. They would say all of these people are alternate hip hop. Yeah. What's the common thread between me, Little Sims, and Slow Tie? There isn't one. So how is it a genre? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, it's a genre because it's an absence. It's a, it's a, a point of difference, isn't it? It's it's people think hip hop is just running bars over hard beats, you know, like, yeah. and so all the people you're talking, I mean, I mean, that's not even true of Sims, to be honest with you, because like, it doesn't work, actually it doesn't you work. what I'm saying? So that, and that's where, that's where my head starts to explode in a sense where it's like, yo, like, we have the best scene in the world, mm. in the UK, and we've, we've shrank it to a point where now actually things that could put us on a world stage 
or that's already on a world stage. Because a lot of the time, a lot of these artists that I'm naming are big here, but go to their show in Melbourne or go mm. to their show in Brazil. You know what I'm saying? Crazy. They're already on a world stage. We could, we like, England loves to do that, innit? Like, if if you are doing exceptional, you're English. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I'm saying, like, if if um, Anthony Joshua was a shit boxer, he'd be Nigerian. <laughs> do you know what I'm yeah, saying? He'd be yeah, boxing yeah. for Nigeria yeah, if he yeah. was a shit boxer, because yeah. he's sick boxing for England. Yeah, yeah. We have that. Do you know what I'm saying? There are a bunch of people in the UK that are putting on on a world stage, actually should be repping for the UK and should be a defining factor of what we see UK music to be and it gets trapped in a the little special playpen. Mm. How were your American shows, by the way? Oh, they were sick still. There was, do you know what was weird, though? LA was weird, bro. Why? Chicago, amazing. Big up Chicago. Mm. Big up Toronto. Uh, big up New York. Oh, that second home. Greasy out there. Love yeah. that. Wow. <clears throat> New York every time. When, when, when were you in New York? Or when were you doing that tour? Was that it? was either February or March. Right, right, okay. My biggest audience when I go to America... And always the fastest show to sell out mm. is New York, um, which was dope to see. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it's nice to have something that feels a bit like a home away from home. Um, so I, I give New York that all the time. Um, I'm waiting. People keep saying I need to come to Atlanta, though. Yeah. Atlanta apparently is going to take me, take me and coddle me, make me feel warm. <laughs> but, um, but until then, I just got New York. Well, look, man, we've we've. This is the longest record we've ever done. Really? Yeah. yeah. History books. The streets was History asking books. for it. Yeah. 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 History books. Um, what's next for you? Um, what is next for me? I'm gonna go work on this album. I think I'm probably gonna drop more freestyles. I dropped a freestyle called Progression. Stood still on my lonely. Thinking about progression, like how can I move bro forward when the only one to rise is weapon? Yeah, the peaceful things all wavy. Till it's one of your brethrens, or it's one of your sisters. Touch one of mine, I'm switching. Everybody wanna talk about race, but it won't go distance. Did BLM for a week or two, now the hashtag missing. Ooh, wrapped up like Christmas, while mum's still doing up grievance, and feds still doing up freedom. Huh, I kept that on my wish list. What's wrong with the world? I don't know what you're on. We're working on number four. Well, working on number three now, because we've actually done number two, we filmed it. So that's gonna come out, so we're gonna work on number three. Okay. Um, yeah, just chef this album up, really. Boom. Chill, wait for the pandemic to be done out. Because, like, I can try and make a million plans in the world. But really, it's just crack on with music and it make more rhythms, put some more stuff out. Um, just dropped a tune with uh, Shay Lingo, Dark right. Days, uh, the Worst Generation album coming soon. Uh, just out here, man. Mm. Cool. Well, I've got to tell you before we finish up that I, uh, I fell in love in Ghana. Yeah? Yeah. So I was on a, I was a teacher. My yeah, wife, yeah, I heard my... you was locking people in cupboards, in it? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so we went on a school trip. My wife was a drama teacher at the school. And we we had this, like, we ran this school trip. We went to Serviline Village and, we helped, and then we had a partnership with the school. We went all over. And that was where my wife became obsessed with me. Really? Yeah. It must be the sun, the heat. Yeah. See you in the sun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my days, that sun. Oh, you were sun kissed that day. I can see it. Right here. I can see it. Oh my right. days. Uh, well, look, Koji, uh, the streets have asked for it. And they got we it. have they delivered. Got it. 
Big what question. a Thank fucking God. episode. Wowzers. Uh, best guest Holy, yet. best guest this is, I'm, this ever. Is, I'm, and I'm ever. taking that, that, that mantle to the grave. Yeah. If there's another guest better than me, I'm coming back. <laughs> we'll have you back Promise. whenever you want, mate. Yeah, I'm coming uh, back. Thank you up. so much, thank man. Thank you. Uh, Easy. Thank you. Bye-bye. Pleasure. Pleasure.